As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This episode of an unexpected podcast is brought to you by Erica Barnes. Thank you. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're Talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, in a little village called Homanda. Wow. Okay. Um, it's where home is. I get it. I honestly had no idea what you were doing there. And I was like, oh boy, we are off to a bad start. But no, we're off to a great start. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this week, we're not following the lights as we cover the passage of the marshes mm-hmm. as a part of our journey through Middle Earth. Yeah. That's, that's true. We have a little table of contents today. Uh, last week, we tried to have time for, didn't have time for uh, a special Bywater post, just reminiscing over. Uh, some of your favorite memories, all of you uppers from year one. We will get to that today. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Sure. Right out the gate here. Yeah. Does table of contents get us in trouble sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> don't they always? Yeah, they do. Right. I'm going to read 10 chapters. Shit. Always oh, the short book. Don't nope. be looking ahead, you know. Don't look sometimes ahead. Sometimes the, the titles of the chapters can spoil things, you know. They can. So. Ooh, I just got the chills. You all right? Yeah. I, I'm back. He's back. All right. So yeah, stay tuned for that at the end. We uh, promise we'll do it this time. Some quick or, counsel. Or we won't. We'll or see. we won't. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> Who knows, guys? Honestly. Uh, quick counsel. How's it going, my friend? Doing good, man. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I... Should... Okay, sure. that, was, that was quick. I guess sure. we're, we're, we're done. We're moving on. We're moving on. No, I mean... Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm in a weird place, actually. So yeah. I just lied to you guys. I'm actually not doing okay. All right? <laughs> I just got done. Well, you're kind of running on straight espresso at this point, aren't how you? Many, how, many, how many cold brew coffees have I had today? You said four or five before you f- got here. That's my fourth, yeah. So I got to finish that. That'll be my fourth. You had a lot of work stuff. Catch up yeah, had a lot of work stuff going on this week. Uh, literally got behind. Uh, I think it was because I was over here not doing any of my schoolwork like I should have been. <laughs> <laughs> I was over here podcasting, so... Uh, anyways, no, I just got a little busy. Uh, we're back on schedule. We got a busy week next week. 
Uh, yeah. Actually, when you listen to this, we'll be taking off down uh, to... Not really. No? We're not going. We're going to listen to this on Sunday? We're not leaving then. Yeah, I mean, later that week we will be. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. I right. mean, we're not taking off Sunday. When you're listening to this on Sunday... Uh, That's not we... what I meant to say. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to Texas. We're going to Texas. Should be going fun. down to Rohan. So, yeah, it'll be fun. It's, it's exciting. Blast. Looking forward to it. Very yeah. excited. But seriously, are you okay? Doing good. This is weird, guys. Doing really good. This is like, like Lane is beyond. I don't. He's 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 beyond shadow right now. If dude. Ezra can't figure out what's going on, he gets uncomfortable. He doesn't know what's going on inside my head right now. And I have no clue. I have no clue whether you want to like. What do you want? What do you want to happen here? You know. I would like to be in the present moment. I would like to. Don't even get me started. Oh yeah, because the present doesn't exist. You say. When was it? Was it now? Now. Or. It is constant. You know what I'm saying? It's constant. When did it happen? It's ever flowing. Uh, we do have some really cool stuff, though. Uh, the Kickstarter guys, again, uh, I, I think I checked yesterday up to $1,800. Yeah, yeah, that's radical. Uh, maybe a little north of that. And um, what you guys have done, wow. We're blown away by We're humbled by um, And it's it's an awesome, uh, awesome start for sure. We also had a friend out. Yeah. Um, to who, a buddy of ours, uh, Kevin, who is actually also, he's done contracting work before. And last, last Saturday, we spent about four hours out in the garage just kind of talking about the layout, size, what we wanted to do with the space. And he is going to be uh, creating kind of like a, a, a budget for us. And um, uh, right? Or like, a, what was that called? A, a quote, uh, a quote. Yeah, getting us a quote. Yeah. Uh, of, of um, you know, to get it uh, framed out, to get it finished all the way. So that'll be coming. And, and that'll kind of help create some stretch goals since we've got the Kickstarter for another like month and a half. Yeah. Um, that if you want to tell, I don't know, your rich grandma or your uncle who needs to donate some money or something. Yeah, I don't mean, you know, so that way we can try and reach some some higher goals and, and, and really make this uh, studio kick butt or we can also just do it in phases too so yeah a lot it, of possibilities it may there. happen in phases because yeah. you know and that, that's okay it just depends on you know uh we, we want to get the walls up the structure yeah and then we talked about going in there and just doing um our, our audio podcast continuing with that but you know one of the stretch goals is going to be to take the podcast um to a visual yeah. uh, podcast where we upload to youtube uh, continue with everything that we're doing, but add in a visual uh, component so you can see that studio since you guys contributed, yep. you know, to that. But with that's that's a ways down the line unless we really. Uh, it's got to it. be decked out first. It's got to yeah. look. It's going to look good. When it looks good, then we'll right. Film it. Yeah. So so basically, the Kickstarter helps us with that. You'll see some of the extra goals on there, uh, ways in which we can kind of you know go nuts. I mean, really with yep. it. So and it was Phil Seidel. I just wanted to make this quick. Uh, quick connection who sent us those pop figurine keychains yeah so phil thank you he's actually listening on discord right now too um yeah shout out to our folks on discord Discord. we're listening live uppers listen right now so thank you for that phil um really really kind didn't have to do that just further generous generosity guy yeah he is so it begins yep (laughs) uh i would like to also give a quick shout out to uh jen shepherd uh who has been you guy, I mean, here's the thing. Throughout the week, this was a busy week for me, and Jen pushed me and motivated me to get more done this week than I. She doesn't even realize this, but like I was getting a lot done and didn't even realize it. But mm-hmm. uh, she is behind the scenes doing a lot of work, and um, we have actually 
you know, uh, we, we were doing a newsletter. We were sending it out to patrons. Yep. Uh, and basically, she pitched an idea to us, asked if we needed help. The more this kind of grows, you know, we're realizing that there's a lot that we want to do for you guys, but we may need help, mm-hmm. you know, yep. uh, just, just to kind of keep it all running. And if people are interested in that, then, you know, uh, I don't know. I feel like that's part of the community in the book club. Yeah. You know, it's not just Lane and Ez. I mean, it's, it's all of you guys. So uh, she sent some ideas about the Bywater Post, things that she would like to, you know, um, work on. And we made her the, uh, the editor. Yeah. So she is the editor of yeah. the Bywater uh, Post, and she will be reaching out to some of our patrons to sort of uh, contribute. Contribute, yeah, yeah. yeah like con- con- uh, contributing writers or featured pieces or answering questions. Uh, there'll be a rotating kind of segment, possibly. We're, this is all, she's still kind of working out some of the uh, details, but had a lot of really good ideas, I thought. And uh, Oh, yeah. Awesome. It's actually, it, it actually takes the newsletter to a whole nother level. It's going to be its own thing. It's its, its own thing. Its, it's, own it's thing, actually going to be fantastic. Cool. And so uh, it'll be kind of an informational piece for the community. And uh, she'll reach out to those folks. So if you're on Patreon and you're, you're supporting us there, you, you know, she will be reaching out to you. We're going to provide her with a list and, um, you know, make sure as long as everyone's, you know, if you're, if, and again, it's a kind of an optional thing. She'll see if you're comfortable with it. If you'd like to contribute in some way, uh, we'll work on that. But it might be a monthly thing uh, under her supervision. We're going to work towards that. We'll see how that goes. But I'm really excited because I always wanted it to be something that would eventually go out to like a, a, a huge email list or, you know, a group of people, maybe middle of the month, you know, yeah. uh, just something additional that you can look forward to, something you can read, you know, yeah. maybe you're listening here. I think there's some, I don't know, anymore with technology, I, I like that we're like, like it's, it's funny to think that. Even though we wanted, I just mentioned about doing a visual component to the podcast. Right. I kind of like the auditory piece to it, where you're yeah, just listening, like uh-huh. you know. And then going back to like reading a newspaper, reading a newsletter, I think mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Newspaper so. and radio. It's like back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah. So thank you, Jen, for taking that on board and doing such a great job with it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting to see what you guys come up with. It'll be really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, also, um, we just finished uh, recording episode one. Chapter one in the Magician's Nephew for further up, looking for Lewis. So uh, that will be coming out very soon, episode zero and episode one. Um, so if you are a, a Narnian, if you are a fan of the world of Narnia, yeah. If you love Lewis, if you are a lover of Lewis, if you want to see as struggle with wanna, his vulnerability, I mean, if you want to see as as a cry, uh, <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> See Sarah and I cry. Uh, yeah. Um, it. So we're we're starting with Magician's Nephew, working all the way through the Narnia series, and uh, it's like an initial read through for us because we've never read the books before. We know some of the stories, obviously, uh, just from like films and the the really good radio plays that are out. But uh, it's a first read through, so it, it is different, and it's going to yeah. be a lot of fun and experiencing it like with the eyes of a child. So yeah, that's going to be out there. Awesome. Uh, time to drop some eaves. We've got the Amazon show, uh, you know, floating out there, guys. And I thought it was great. Uh, on the Facebook page, or in the group, actually, um, I think uh, Tiffany O'Malley posted this article, and then Renee uh, Garahan also posted this. It's from The Nerdist. Uh, it came out, I think, January 8th or 9th. Everything we know about Amazon's Lord of the Rings prequel series so far. Huh. And she, uh, Renee added this comment, looks like the Nerdist isn't up to date on the New Zealand drama. <laughs> they should really be getting their information only from up. Wow. 
which I, I love that. That's awesome. So seems like the Nerdist is a little behind the times. Um, I, I read something recently too. I don't have it in the notes today, but like there's there's pressure being put on on uh, crap. It's either the studios or New Zealand to get something resolved within the next couple of weeks. Oh, really? Like they need to know. And I, we may have said this last week, but they need to know by the end of the month kind of whether they can film there or not so they can start figuring stuff out. Gotcha. So we'll know very soon, um, you know, where it's either, you know, it will be filmed in New Zealand or elsewhere. Yeah. So. Okay. Biopic. Uh, yeah. Hey, the <laughs> biopic coming out in four months, right around the corner. Look for it. Look for an Easter, an Easter release. I'm going to, you know what? Enough vague months. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's an Easter release. It's coming out around Easter. Wow. Uh, in other corners of Middle Earth, we have the Billy Boyd World Tour. It continues to roll on. Uh, it's still with Susie. It's going to be passed on to Erica, then to Jen Shepard, the, the Shire Rats themselves. Yeah. And then possibly uh, moving on to Sherston and yeah. from there. We've got a list we're going to dig up, and, and we're getting Billy back out there. The cool thing is every time Billy sees it, he retweets. Right. And uh, it's, that's, it's pretty, that's pretty important. It's cool seeing you guys. I mean, we need to start like a... I don't know, like a, a, a photo book of all the places Billy's been because you guys have taken him some incredible yeah, Hold places. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Pippin is retweeting, you know. Yeah, it's, your photos of him. It's nuts, I mean, come man. on. It's crazy. It's so amazing. It's amazing. Uh, we've got three polls to go over this week. Uh, uh, in this chapter, we saw a bit of magic, or did we? How yeah. was it that Sam got his rope back? Crappy knot tying or elvish magic? You guys were pretty heavy on on Ez's side uh, of the the elvish magic. Ninety percent of you said, "Yeah, there was some magic going on." Ten percent said, "Sam, your your knots just suck." Yeah, well, I mean, one hundred and sixty five votes when I checked. I think it's up up more than that now. But man, guys, your your interaction with that has been amazing too. We're yeah. getting we're getting close to two hundred votes a poll now. No, it used to be like I would get so excited when there were seventy. Yeah, and that's just within that's like crazy. one week, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is radical. So yeah, you're I, raising I, your hand. Do you well, have a question? Well, I, I just appreciate that everyone saw that. You know, they don't call me the flannel wizard for nothing. Okay, mm-hmm. I kind of I, I recognize magic. I understand it in a it's way. It's easy to go mainstream as. That's what Sauron did. Hey, here's the thing. You know, I you guys know. Uh, so appreciate Brought, you. You know, narrow is the voting way. correctly. Narrow you know, is the so. way. Uh, bonus poll results. Would you rather have? This was Ezra wanted to uh, ask this question. Great question. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have magic power or a magical object? Now, this was another 90%, 10% split on the side of magic power yeah. over a magical object. Which 169 again, votes. Which side yeah. was I on? I don't remember. Magical power. Don't even start with me. I can't remember what you say half the time. <laughs> uh, bonus poll results. Our guy, Rob. You know Rob. He's the beautiful shirt maker. Um, uh, logo extraordinary. I, I call him the gear god because anything you need, he can create for you. Incredibly generous human being. One, one of our very good friends just asked if we'd be into patches or decals. Would you order some with uh, unexpected podcasts and or further up logos? Comment for both. So patches was at 44%, decals 56%, and uh, had 11 comments. 98 yeah. votes, 100 people. So um, I would love to do that, get an order out. I've been wanting a, a patch to put on my, I want to put it on my North Face um, jacket. Yeah. Kind of a la, you know, Peter Jackson to have our our uh, little book club on there. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, so, that's awesome. That'd be really neat. Yeah, that's all we got. We're into the reread, young man. 
Are we really? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Are you are you doing okay? I'm doing fine. Does it make you know, you, I have there are many you, there are many shades. There are many <laughs> moods. There are many layers to Lane Smith. I am not one dimensional. Okay. I'm not oh same old lane. I mean I am, but you know, I go through different things, man. I'm let, chill. I'm let, chill. Let me um are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm totally fine. Let me just tell you guys though, I have not Do you heard feel dead? A little bit. Yeah, I feel I, I feel like feel you're marshy. I feel like you might be a little dead right now, you know? Is that are you parallel in the chapter already? Well, with your lack of sleep, that, that does it too, doesn't it? Well, it does. But here's you're the just thing. I mean I haven't Frodo heard, tired. I have yeah, yeah. I have not heard a single um Grima voice. This evening. He doesn't show up in this chapter. Oh, okay. You know, I think we said we were done with him. Yeah, we're done. We're moving on. Don't bring him up. He's not done with us in this story, unfortunately. Him and his master. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah. Uh, all right. Well, what so happened? I, uh, this chapter. I don't know. I, you know. What happened last chapter? What happened last chapter? It was probably a good idea to start there, isn't it? You know, uh, back with our Frodo and Sam. You want me to do the recap? You can yeah, do you go ahead and do the recap there. All right. So last week we uh, rejoined our hobbits, Frodo and Sam, uh, just after they had def- uh, you know, departed from the members of the Fellowship. So we stepped back in time. Uh, the hobbits were stuck in the labyrinth of Emin Muil, trying to make their way to Mordor, and it seemed a futile effort, retracing their steps, never being able to get to where they wanted to get to. Um, they're, they're eating Lumbus cakes. Uh, they're carrying this cooking gear. And they believe that they've lost Gollum. Uh, but boy, are they wrong. Yeah. Uh, after a little incident with a cliff that we couldn't really quite figure out and some magic rope yeah. that apparently the elves have ordained, <laughs> um, they descend and they make their way uh, further on their way to, to Mordor um, and uh, have a little incident at night. Where they see this little creature crawling on the wall. Yeah. Also heard it. I I passed it up again. I don't know why. They heard a sort of a shrill cry. They did? That gave them chills and took them back to just having left the Shire. And it jogged their memory a little bit, too. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, Gollum approaches them. Uh, They have a little altercation. And it's Frodo who has to drive. uh, Yeah. Wow. Draw his sword sting uh, and hold it to Gollum's neck. Uh, for him to let let go of Sam, and eventually Gollum makes this promise to the Precious that he will serve the master of the Precious. And while Frodo, especially Sam, distrusts this promise at first, um, it seems mm. like there might be some benefit from this. There's there, Frodo realizes, uh, uh, to his own surprise, that he has pity for this creature. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, is that, he has that recall, doesn't he, of uh, Gandalf kind of speaking to him about... Uh, yeah, he, yep. He literally has a flashback last episode. Yeah. Um, so they are kind of on their way. Uh, Gollum has agreed to be their guide. He knows a secret way into Mordor that the hobbits could never find without him. Yeah. So he's uh, yeah leading them on the way. Okay, so uh, our summary this week... Uh, We've got our guide, and I have a question for you at the yeah, end of this sure. summary. I want to, I want to kind of ask you. Okay. So don't let me forget that. So they uh, make their way through the marshland uh, that surrounded Mordor, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And remember, Gollum had he, he has come across this when he fled Mordor, uh, or was let loose, yeah. uh, then fleeing, right? Yeah. He remembers traveling this land at night. Yeah. You know, with the he he can, he can see the dark shapes, uh, the the sensor there. You know, um, so he's he's he Don't hasn't forgot the sniffing. Sn- yeah, there it is. You know, yeah. Uh, so he is helping lead them through this this way. What's interesting is they get to a point. I'm already talking about the chapter. Sorry, let me summarize first. Uh, they make their way, you know, through uh, the marshlands. They have a couple of different encounters with. Uh, some of the lights don't stare at the lights too long. Don't put your face down in the water, you know, because um, it's just not good for you. Okay, no. it's just not. It's never not follow water. lights. Yeah, you don't know yeah. where they're gonna lead. Okay, unless yeah. it's the bright light at the end. I don't know. Never mind. Well, even then. Even <laughs> so, the the they have a whole bit where uh, Lambus bread is kind of running low. Uh, Gollum is is hungry. They're all hungry. You know, what are we gonna do in that situation? How much do we have rationed out to get? To Mount Doom and back. Can that even happen? Good conversation happens with Frodo there. Uh, on the fifth morning, they wake up to see that they're close to Mordor. The land was desolate. It's unwelcoming. We get a little taste of Mordor. Yeah, we do. We actually, surprisingly, more than I, th- I remember it, actually. Me too. Like, this, this man, I don't know. They changed the bit, didn't they? They really did. Yeah, yeah. They didn't did. show us as much, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this book really just changes everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you Is that know? from something? No, I'm just saying, like, the book. Gosh dang book, you know, I mean, change the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Change the movie on me. That's pretty you know? good. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, so anyways, they, uh, Frodo realizes that Gollum knew the Nazgul were searching for the ring uh, uh, just, he, just as he was. The next morning, Frodo, Sam, and Gollum uh, had nearly uh, arrived at the gates of Mordor. The hobbits thanked Gollum for fulfilling his promise of guiding them to the gates. And Nazgul flies overhead for a third time, which Gollum claimed was a very bad omen. Talked about the number three before, haven't we? We have, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, and he doesn't want to go forward, and there's there's a whole bit here. But I, before we, you know, that's the summary of the chapter. It's a long chapter, so I felt like we had to take you all the way to the end, just in case uh, we don't get there, in case we pass out during the <laughs> the, the reread portion of this. Uh, let me just suck down some more of this uh, cold brew coffee over here. Uh, you know, Smeagol's in a in a bit of a pickle. He had to swear to the precious before in this in this past chapter. Yeah. What would you do, Lane, if you're in his in his shoes here? What do you do? I mean, like, like if I'm in Gollum's shoes. Yeah. I mean, can, can we even imagine what that would be like? Mm, do you know yeah, what I mean? I mean, so some people in the group have mentioned what an interesting character he is. Can, can we even? Can we, yeah, I guess like the parallel people draw, or the um, yeah, it's not the right word. The I don't know what the word is. The the right the the. the Connection they That's make to the him is kind of like yeah, as an addict, right? Okay. So yeah, I, I think I can. I think I can understand that. He. What would I do? I mean, I I I'd probably do what he does and just whatever think, it takes. Hey, if I, is it, just being close to it's enough. Yeah. Just being close to it's enough, and at least I know it's still around. At least I know it's back not not back with Saren, and at least I know in this situation. I have some control over where it's going because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. without me, it's going to be stuck in Emin Wheel. Yeah, or I'm going to have to take it. Yeah, and now that they've yeah. captured me, and they've shown that even though I'm, I'm a force to be reckoned with, that they can tame me. You know, that uh, I, don't know. I mean, I could still, yeah. you know, I can, I can, I can lead it somewhere. So, yeah. Well, my, some sort of control over I, it. 
Cool. I just think it's interesting to, to try to put yourself there because we, we often do put ourselves in, you know. Um, I mean, I have a lot of pity for him, this chapter. I mean, this. Yeah. V- various characters, uh, uh, you know, shoes or hobbit feet or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, another interesting point <laughs> that kind of came up in this chapter is I want to know when he swore on the precious was what tint were his eyes? Were they green or were they pale? Yeah. Yeah. You know? What state, who was it that was swearing that's a good question. on the precious? Because that's going to, I mean, I believe they were kind of that light pale, that which kind of what symbolizes that he's Smeagol, mm-hmm. you know, kind mm-hmm. of uh, trying to do good. Yeah. Did you catch that in this? I thought that was so, oh, yeah. Yeah. so spooky. And, and it actually reminded me of the way they, in the animation, the old, um, the old animated movies, how they depicted Gollum. And his, you would see that glow in his eyes. Mm-hmm. What they did in the films, too, is uh, I think they especially did it in The Hobbit, was when he was, oh gosh, when he was Smeagol, his eyes, his pupils were wider, darker, bigger. Yes. And when he was Gollum, they got more dilated. That's they right. They were little, you know, tiny. Uh, and yeah. as his personalities and his, you know, went back and forth, yeah, I mean, I, he's a man possessed. He's a former Hobbit possessed. Like, it's sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, it's crazy. So let's dive into uh, yeah. some of the chapter here, and uh, we'll start with this. Um, uh, let's see here. How do you? I mean, I wanted to start with the song. How do you? How do you even sing this? Yeah. The cold hard lands they bites our hands. <laughs> you know, you got it, dude. I can't sing. The nails our feet, the rocks and stones are like our bones, all bare of meat. Actually, they use some really of this. Good. They use some of this in the um, in the film, like when he's at the forbidden pool and he's killing the fish. Yeah, we only wish to catch a fish so juicy, sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's is, slapping the fish. Yeah, down slapping the, the fish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a streaming pool is wet and cool, so nice for feet. And now we wish. So, because they've gotten into this little this little gully, right, where the stream is sort of flowing. Mm-hmm. Are we? The, is that where we are right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they, this is the, the path they kind of follow out of Edmund Muriel, mm-hmm. right? That's right. And it's cool. I mean, just, this is, you know, he, he's a character who loves water. He lived in that, you know, that lake, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the cave under the, the roots of the Misty Mountains. And this is something that's uh, nice for him. Yeah. You know, I think one of the reasons why he's so hungry here, too, is the obsession, the addiction uh, to staying up on the ring. I mean, it seems like he could stop and catch fish and do different things yeah. and survive. He's a survivor, right? Yeah. But he's pushing himself because, you know, he's keeping up with Frodo and Sam. Yeah. Keeping a close eye there. Yep. So That's true. Uh, That's true. It's kind of like, you know, when your mind is, is uh, fixated on something like that, you, you kind of forget to eat or you forget to uh, take care of yourself a yep. little bit. So, well, he's a living example of that, isn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and this is not the point where eventually he's going to, you know, um, We'll talk about the food and, and uh, you know, him getting hungry yeah. and things here. So, uh, yeah, also there's a, a cool connection here back to The Hobbit, which is he's thinking back, actually, um, yeah. to a time when he was making riddles with Bilbo. Yeah. You know? And he kind of talks about Bilbo would know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what, he, what he's talking yeah. about here and his sing-songy, you know, riddles and, and, and whatnot. And he actually... Uh, at, at almost the very end, or maybe it was the middle, uh, where he starts to kind of compare Frodo and Bilbo, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is interesting. Big, yeah, it big is. Big little tie in there. So, 
Uh, yeah. The, There's the, some of that Frodo does too, doesn't he? I mean, he yeah. Not in this chapter, but you see that kind of throughout, comparing his journey to Bilbo's journey. You know, talking about how they're mm-hmm. different, different characters, and yeah, yeah, their adventures are very different. It, so I think Sam or Sam and Frodo kind of asleep at this time, or Sam was pretending to be right. You know, his uh, a glint came into his eyes, and Sam catching the gleam in the darkness, um, thought it far from pleasant. Uh, maybe not. Maybe he's just sort of o- over over here. I think they're. I think they're. Are they walking? walking? Yeah. Are they? Okay. I think so. Well, J.K. Maybe they're sleepwalking. <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> he loved okay. the way. Right. Following him, the hobbits climb down into the gloom. It's not difficult. I think. I think it's when they're in that little gully area. They just kind of follow hey. out. It's like the road out of M and Wheel. Again, I guys. Think. In my mind, I think they were sleeping. No, that's later. Remember where he's yeah. kind of keeping an eye on him later. Yeah, yeah, it's like the end of the chapter where yeah. it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the beginning is. Cool. All right. <laughs> oh, anyways. So uh, these these words here, you know, alive without breath, as cold as death, never yeah. thirsting, ever drinking, clad in mail, never clinking. Uh, he goes on and on. Uh, rhymedy rhyme. These words only made more pressing to Sam's mind a mm. problem that had been troubling him from the moment when he understood yeah. that his master was going to adopt Gollum as a guide the problem of food yep with hobbits that's where we're back to yeah back to the food yeah and uh we don't have much of it we all all we have is lambus bread they're stumbling along here in the dark and uh um, at last the sky above grew gray and faint um and so you know well, day is near he says right what is this so sagolem had so oh, oh okay so are they traveling through the night again right yeah yeah, he had shown no sign of tiring. Oh, remember at the start of the chapter, too. The yellow face. He's moving quickly, right? And yeah. he, with enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, not getting, you know, not leaving them uh, entirely behind. But, right. like, truly right. seems to have fallen into this role yeah. of a guide. He's their guide, yeah. But, but he's, he's moving with some and enthusiasm. And Gollum also doesn't like, doesn't like traveling during the day, either, yeah. because of the sun. The sun is almost, um, do we see that later? It's almost like, well, he talks about it here. Uh, day is near, he whispered, as if day was something that might uh, overhear him and spring on him. Smeagol will stay here. I will stay here, and the yellow face won't see me. We should be glad to see the sun, said Frodo, but we will stay here. Uh, we are too tired to go any further at present. You are, you are not wise to be glad of the yellow face, mm-hmm. said Gollum. It shows you up. Nice, sensible hobbits stay with Smeagol. Orcs and nasty things are about. They can see a long way. Stay and hide with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's it, he prefers to travel during the night. I mean, right? kind of good that, advice, I think. It, it is. I mean, right I'm, and I'm thinking about that, like how Frodo and Sam they would be happy to see the sun, but they shouldn't be because it is more revealing. Yeah. Uh, they need as much cover as they can possibly get. So yeah, and then yeah, so it's so it's interesting. You know, you have um, you have that interaction from Gollum, and you're like, wow, like this is this is a different this is a different creature, man. Yeah. Different yep. creature, hundred percent. Which I think is what you were getting at, right? Like, what is what is genuine and what is not? Yeah, yeah. Well, well what is what is him? What is like? It's seeming like he's nice, but he's really manipulating to get the ring back long term. Like, what's uh-huh. long game versus uh, real? Like, is he is he really yeah. feeling this way? Is he really having a change of heart? Well, and, yeah. And, and, and I mean, here's the thing. I, I don't know. We don't know. I mean, when you really think about. I guess after watching that documentary about the things that people went through in World War One, yeah, you know, and how much trauma can can cause, 
yeah. uh, some mental health issues and things. And yeah. I'd love to talk to Jace about this. You know, um, what Gollum has gone through and, and Tolkien writing about that and having a yeah. character like that yeah. here yeah. who has gone through so much, but yet it was the temptation that kind of started it all. And then, know, dude. And then look at the torture that he went through and he's back and he's, tr- he's being treated with kindness and so he responds well to that. Right. Uh, it, it's just interesting. Man. One, one thing to pay attention to in this chapter too is so that when they first start talking about food here, Frodo says, you know, we, uh, we must take a little food. Are you hungry, Smeagol? Uh, and he calls him Smeagol, you know. Yeah. Again, uh, yeah. Uh, we have very little to share, but we will spare with you what we can. Uh, at the word hungry, a greenish light was kindled in Gollum's pale eyes. So they're pale. Mm-hmm. And then that greenish tint, mm-hmm. you watch it. You just keep watching. It'll go from pale to green, mm-hmm. green to pale, back and forth. And I think that's what you were saying is the dilation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of shows you when he's kind of... Uh, coming in and out of different yeah, characters, yeah. his mindset shifts. Yep. Uh, so that's kind of the tell there, which I, you don't really notice. I I never really thought about it until I was really no, immersed right. in this chapter. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that's yeah. kind of crazy. It's all in the eyes again. Yeah. So he's he's got that that uh, that greenish light, and it's funny that it kind of paid. here. Wow, dude, dude. Okay, Jamie Christmas, dude. Talk, talk. He's a, he's a genius, I know man. He is. I know. We're talking about hunger here. Yep. And and being hungry. For something, you know, being famished, yeah, yeah, and he's deprived of this thing that, like, I mean, he's hungering for the ring, you know, and so at that word hunger, and so it's not, it's like, it's not a direct, but that's it, a play on it, on the, yeah, yeah it's, the it's hinting, right. it's, 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 uh, I don't know what it is, but it's fantastic. Well, even the light in his eyes too, if you think about that, his battle between light and dark, yeah, all the time, uh, it's not the, f- we, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh. Uh, what is that motif of light in this chapter? Sure. We have yes. light versus dark all throughout this entire. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's and crazy. actually, I'm just even noticing, too, like when they describe the sun as yellow, his teeth mm-hmm. is yellow. The lights yep. is yellow. Yeah. You know, you see a lot of. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, a lot you're of right. yellow and green going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Really interesting. Man, it feels like we're back in the beginning. Just like really I know. looking at this kind of line by line. It's I so. Know. So awesome. So yeah, he talks about uh, Smeagol's famished, isn't? It? I mean, the other thing too. No, you, you sorry. Go ahead. You brought up uh, you know the fact that Frodo called him Smeagol, but that's not yeah. something Sam calls him. No. Right. Right. Which is a, an important distinction to make. But who's? I mean, who's in the? You know. Yeah, I mean, who it, is he? It's what you see in him, right? Frodo sees the well, light, and Sam only sees. Are you seeing, someone trying to get at his master? Right. Are you seeing right. pale eyes? Or are you seeing green eyes? Yeah. What do you exactly. see? Exactly. Uh, I, I don't think he even knows, and I think it's no. I think it's actually kind of the whole point, and maybe you know I don't know. I've never really given Smeagol and Gollum much thought, to be quite frank, yeah, until right. people in the group were talking about how he was one of the most interesting characters. He is, and he really is, man. He is, you know. So he has. Who else is like him? Yeah, it's it's anyone it's, else who had the ring didn't have it very long. Well, we hate you know him. I mean? Like, like for a while, we hate him, and then we're also like cursing his name because he set the Nazgul, you know, on onto mm-hmm. the hobbits. But then you you find out what happens to him, and you're like, good grief, man! Yeah, yeah. You know, this is crazy. Yeah, it is. So I don't, I don't know. Stuff. He's in a tough spot. Yep. Uh, uh, so, so the fishes. Yeah, the fishes. The fishes. Don't have any fishes, precious. <laughs> uh, and then they kind of offer him some lumbus bread. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And he yeah. has this this violent reaction, like this a spasm of disgust came over him and a hint of his old malice. Smeagol smells it. 
he said. Uh, leaves out of the elf country. God, they stinks. He climbed in those trees, and he couldn't wash the smell off his hands. And we ha- have this memory. I had forgotten, mm-hmm. you know, until we read through this again. I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. Yeah, he, he was, was in Lorien. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Right. Um, and wasn't he even captured at one point, too? Uh, and he escaped, right? That was with, that was in Mirkwood. That was Mirkwood. Yep, yeah, yeah, never mind, never mind. But still, yep, but, still mixing, but, but mm-hmm. still, though, I mean, he's been around the elves quite a bit. Yeah, and He's true. not had a good right. taste in his mouth right. or smell but in his nose. You're right. But specifically to Lorien, he's, yeah, that's right, because he was yep. following there. Yep. Um, he climbed in those trees, and he couldn't wash the smell off his hands. My nice hands. <laughs> Dropping the leaves, he took a corner of the lumbus and nibbled it. He spat, yeah. and a fit of coughing shook him. Yeah. So, like, he can't even, he can't even choke it down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, crazy. Like, what is that? Uh, is he just not so not used to that food? He's, he's, that it's like a biology thing? Or is it like because there's elven power in it? Because there's that, mm. you know, that yeah. magic in, because Lumbus is magical. I mean, I, name another yeah, food where you absolutely. can take a little tiny bite and it fills your stomach. So, right, right. I wonder. I don't know. It's, that's interesting, huh? Yeah, it is. And I think it's sort of that. It could be you could you could point to a lot of things the corruption of like that dark power that's on you know Smeagol kind of pr- prolonging and preserving yeah. his life yeah yeah uh, contrasting yeah. with the magic of the elves I don't know but poor Smeagol he's gonna starve you know yeah that's what he says that poor is. poor thin Smeagol <laughs> oh poor guy yeah it's the crazy thing we we feel so bad for him here we're like well come on you know yeah. like it's got to be something so uh, he says yeah but Frodo's he's I'm see sorry he can't help you. Um, yeah. So I think this food uh, would do you good if you would try, but perhaps you can't even try. Not yet, anyways. Yeah. Uh, so they ate their lambus bread in silence. I thought this was hilarious. Gollum's kind of sitting there, uh, you know, watching them, like almost as if he was waiting for them to pull out some sweet or some treat. Yeah, like a dog. Thinking like, well, maybe they have something. Right. They're, just not, they're, not, they're not telling me that they have it. There's right. something else they might pull out. I think he's almost shocked to see them only eat lambus bread. You know? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, like they were hiding something from him. Yeah, isn't it interesting too how like that line where it's just it's very revealing of what how how Frodo sees Smeagol's path forward. He says, you know, not yet anyway. Yeah, like you know that you're so far gone now, but but that's true. You know, I, yeah. I you know I, we're gonna help you. You're you're gonna you're gonna come back. Right, right. You know, which is just it's interesting because Sam doesn't have that view. A lot of people in Middle Earth wouldn't have that view. Yeah, and Frodo does because of that connection of being ring bearers, right? You know, what he sees, I guess maybe what he even sees in Gollum, especially as we get on this chapter, he's feeling inside of him. Mm-hmm. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's just wild to think about. It, it is so it's wild. It's a projection, too. I mean, I mean, that it, could be that. That could be me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's just, it's, it's nuts to kind of think that he, I said this last chapter, that Smeagol's a ring bearer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. And we totally forget that. Yeah. I do, anyway. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's uh, you, nuts. You guys don't. I do. But... It just kind of blows my mind sometimes to think about like we 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 hold because well, we don't know him when he, well we meet him when he has the ring and then he loses it right away in yeah. the Hobbit right but we don't yeah. know we don't know him as a yeah, ring bearer yeah I say we yeah I mean just someone who you know was a ring bearer yeah I mean that, I mean that could be and we, we you know we think when we think of ring bearer we think of Frodo taking in this quest yeah, yeah 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 it's an honorable thing versus this true kind of embarrassing but it's like it's like Bilbo wasn't taking it to true. Mount Doom you that's know, true we, we, he was we hanging hold, on to it yeah. We it's almost like re- would, revere him as someone who bore yeah. that burden. Would, you know? would Bilbo or Frodo have wound up like Gollum sooner? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh boy! Oh boy! Different circumstances. It's kind of hard to 
Well, but Bilbo gives that up willingly, you know? Yeah. It's but crazy. He, didn't, he didn't have the weight of the quest either. Um, yeah, interesting. It, you know I mean? Circumstances. He, he wasn't know, taking them. And, and we talk about here later, too, how the closer he gets, the heavier it becomes. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and, yeah, and, yeah. and even, yeah. even I, I was overcome by that sense, especially towards the end of the chapter. I'm like, geez, this is a far cry from the last time we were hanging out with these guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, it, it, we thought it was rough then, but it was not. We were hanging out with elves. Mm-hmm. You know, we were, what I went through Moria, that was pretty dark, but we all had, we had the fellowship with us. It is, this is brutal. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. Here's another thing, too, is that, like, the proximity to Mordor and Mount Doom and where it was forged and created in secret, you know, one ring to... Gives it power. Yeah. It gives it stronger power. Yeah. So, as Isildur, you know, again, ring bearer, yep. you know, yep. right? Yep. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Then it's laying at the bottom of, you know, the, the river for a long yep. time and Smeagol comes along. It's interesting that more people didn't have their hands on it, actually. It is. You know, so... Isn't that weird? Yeah, and like how much of that was the ring versus people not being, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the ring not well, wanting to be found. We're told right? somewhere, right, that, yeah, that it was it was uh, something that uh, it didn't expect. Well, that's sort of also when yeah, the, the ring betrays Gollum, right? Yeah. And then Bilbo's the kind of, yeah. you know, steps in the, the unexpected journey, you yeah. know, so. Crazy. Anyways, all right. <laughs> Sorry, just derailed the whole conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so when they woke up, all right, so they actually end up getting. Uh, wait, 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 did I skip? Did I just literally skip a whole page ahead? Probably did. Uh, yeah, a little bit. They they were just talking about. You know, you're talking about Gollum waiting for food. Uh, he went off by himself. I, he went off by him, sat by himself a few paces away and whimpered a little. Yeah, I said it's so much like a little like puppy dog or something. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, who was it saying we really got to get some sleep? Sam was saying to Frodo. Yeah, but not all together. But 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 not both together with that hungry villain nigh. And he's trying to say it. He's not really whispering. He's saying it so Gollum can kind of hear as well. Yeah. Uh, so that he knows. Um, well, he's saying he's hungry. And, and earlier he was talking about how tasty the hobbits would yeah, be. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, he says he won't change his habits in a hurry. I, I'll warrant. Uh, you go to sleep, Miss Frodo. I'll call you uh, when I can't keep my eyelids open. And Frodo's like, yeah, sure. As soon as he puts his head down, he falls asleep. And he's out. And it's... Uh, Sam, who kind of eventually Gollum goes to sleep as well, mm-hmm. and all he can hear is the hissing of both of them sleeping, mm-hmm. and he he's not really sure. He wants to make sure Gollum is asleep, and not just faking, because he wants to know, hey, if I fell asleep too, would he just wake right up and try and eat us? So he goes over and whispers, what does he whisper? Fish, fish close to his ear, yeah, and there's no response and not even a catch in Gollum's <laughs> breathing. So he's pretty convinced that he really is asleep. Yeah. Um, can you just see Sam doing that? I totally can. Yeah, it's <laughs> hilarious. It's just like it's that is so Sam. Uh, and and it actually like, especially going through it here again, it makes me think of that time where he says where he realizes when he sees Gollum over Frodo, and he's like, "Man, my whole concern this whole time was him eating us." Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about. It. Yeah, he wants the ring. Duh. Yeah. You know, Sam kind of has one of those moments where he thinks about what the old gaffer would have called him. Um, So, well, so, so then he's... Um, oh, yeah. He just kind of put... He, he was tempted to take his sword and rope out, you know, and, and put those thoughts aside. And then it's him that falls asleep. Yeah, for nine hours. Nine hours. Wakes I up mean, and Frodo outslept him, which is good. Thank goodness, yeah. Right? Well, they all... I mean... Well, again, yeah. So, Smeagol actually 
at some point must have woke up before them. Yeah, he was only supposed to be out for two hours. Frodo said wake me up in two hours. Right. He had first watch, and they both just zonked. Yeah. You know, Uh, that sounds so nice. Sounds so great, right? Uh, But but they wake up and and uh, they're wondering where that poor wretch has gotten to. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, Yeah. And he actually pipes up. Either was he was he right in front of him or right behind him? He says, "Not far, not far." <laughs> he says, "A voice above them." Right head said this. Uh, they looked up and they see the shape of Gollum, large, his large head, his ears against the evening sky. Um, I think one of my favorite sentences in the entire story is here: "Though various reproachful names for himself came to Sam's mind, drawn from the gaffer's large paternal word hoard." <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just thinking about you know. Yeah, what a, oh no! I thought that yeah, was hilarious. Too, old Samwise, because because Frodo even tells him later to, to yeah put stop. those put those out of your mind. Yeah, put yeah. those out of your mind because he knows he's kicking himself. Yeah. But it actually ended up working out good because they're all well rested, uh, yeah. and kind of can can start on the same foot here, fresh, yep. uh, air quote fresh. Yep. So uh, let's see. So so Frodo made light um, of it when they had learned about you know how long they had slept for. So all is good, and. Uh, they're both well rested about the food said Sam how long is it going to take for us uh, to do this job this is where they start to have that conversation about how long is do we have enough Lambus bread to get us to Mount Doom yeah what do we do for the, for the return journey right you know which is which is what you this really makes you I mean he, he kind of leaves it open ended right here where Frodo says he's not so sure that there will be one he doesn't actually say that but it's it's sort of oh, implied yeah. you know he, he he says you know pretty much all I can do is is get it there. That's yeah, the, that, that, that's the most, most I think I can. I can get accomplished. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, and Sam even says we've been a bit too free with the lumbus bread so far. We'll have to, you know, be a little more mindful of that. So he, yeah, you're right. He's he's thinking about that, keeping mm-hmm. track of that. Um, what did I have underlined here? What hope? Uh, what hope is there that we shall ever, you know, you know, come back? And if we do, who knows what will come of that? If the one goes into the fire and we are at hand, I ask you, Sam, are we ever likely to meet to need bread again? I think not. If we can nurse our limbs to bring us to Mount Doom, that is all we can do. More than I can say, I begin to feel. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, this this overwhelming sense of we're, we're doomed, man. I mean, this is like our fate. Yeah. And he's kind of resigned to that. He's right. accepted that that fate for himself and, and for Sam, that that's his, his duty to help, you know, destroy this evil. You know, when you're setting goals and stuff too, it almost seems like as you look at this, Sam's there to kind of see beyond, you know, you want to push yourself beyond where, where, where you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like, oh, I don't know. It's just, the other thing too is Sam doesn't realize the weight that Frodo's feeling either. Right. Like Frodo's getting this up close front row of evil in your face. Yeah. And uh, Sam's experiencing it in a very different way. He's, you know, he's there to defend his his best friend, right? His, you know, his his boss, his master, and uh, yeah. So th- I don't know that. Like, it, would it even be possible for Frodo to to think that way? No, not at all. Like, there's no way. Right. There's no way he could think. If he thought that way, he'd be like crazy. He'd be like Gollum, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Gollum thinks he's gonna wind up with the ring and everything's gonna be just fine and happy. Right. 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 Um. So. I don't know. Yeah. Perspective is everything, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay. So, again, um, Sam, Sam gets emotional. Yeah, he's brought to tears here, isn't he? Right. So, yeah. uh, you know, he kind of bends down and uh, wants to kind of, you know, kiss his master's hand. Tears fall on his hand. He gets up and he kind of 
you know, shakes it off and says, where's that dreaded creature? Yeah. And uh, Gollum actually comes back here, and he's, uh, you know, been having a, you know, calamari buffet over here. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's got his, you know, uh, mud-covered lips and, and yeah. everything, just uh, eating a nice slimy fish. Yeah. Good for him, man. Pretty good, right? You ever had... Uh, Raw fish. Raw fish? Yeah. What do they call that? It's the name. There's a name for Shushy? it. Shushi? 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 Sushi. I mean, seriously, is that, is that what... I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah, I, I always get the fake kind. I always get the uh, artificial... Crab? Yeah. Imitation crab? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> artificial crab. <laughs> artificial intelligent uh, crab. That's what I get. Stuff's good, too. I like the tuna, the raw tuna. Oh, my gosh. Never heard of it. You ever had like lightly seared tuna? Uh, dude, it's good. You mean like tuna from a can? No, that's good too. I like that too. Okay. No, just is like, that raw? That's not raw. It's cooked, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> now you got me thinking. Yeah, that's cooked. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Oh that's a good my question. Yeah, anyway. that's a good question. Uh, so yeah. we're starting to see. Holy cow, man. Uh, we're starting to we're see, fine. yeah, yeah. Um, what? Why are we? Well, he, he comes back with the fish in his mouth, and he's, he's ha, yeah. This is kind of a fun little part where he says, uh, "Are we rested? Ready to go yeah. on? Nice hobbits. They sleep beautifully. You know, trust Smeagol now? Question mark. Yeah. Uh, very, very good. And I think saying that he had watched them sleep a little bit is kind of like, wow. All right. Well, well maybe yeah. this guy. And I like actually. So Frodo and Sam talk about how long will the promise hold. That it's still yeah. near in his mind, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, a recent event. The, right. the the longer time goes on, uh, the forces that would pull him away from, or you know, pull in the direction of breaking that promise are gonna continue to build. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for right now, you know, it's it's still fresh in his mind, and he's yeah. he's attracted to the idea of keeping it. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. So this is where the they they the gully starts to change. It becomes shallower. Um, and uh, sort of the, the berm on each side uh, goes down and it pretty much turns into this, this boggy area. This is the end of the Emin Muil mm-hmm. and the beginning of the marshes. So really cool description on either side and in front wide fens and mires now lay, stretching away southward and eastward into the dim half-light. Mists curled and smoked from dark and noisome pools. The reek of them hung, stifling in the still air. Far away, now almost due south, the mountain walls of Mordor loomed like a black bar of rugged clouds floating above a dangerous fog-bound sea. Hmm. I think like the one thing that stood out to me too that I don't ever, because you're watching a movie or you're reading a book, the sense isn't engaged, even though we say never forget it, is the reek, the smell of the marshes. Yeah. Like, what would that be like? I mean, you know, because there's all kinds of stuff. I'm not only just like the actual environment but the sort of the evil that's there mm-hmm. uh, man that would be whew, potent for sure the old nostrils yeah I'm trying to de- I'm trying to think of a, a smell in my own life that would describe it but yeah, I, I could probably think, think of one I don't think we should go there ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness but yeah I know what you're saying I mean this this uh, scenery really changes and, and there's some really good pictures we'll post them in the group later yeah. just of uh what this looks like and, and maybe um, you can almost see it's almost like you could see the smell rising yeah. is what I think it's like you know kind of like when you see in cartoons and stuff they've got that green kind of uh, 
oh fog or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it like yep. you know coming off of the uh dumpster you know it's what this yeah. looks like yeah. it looks like it's actually the flies like, and everything yeah yeah the, this is a, a pretty interesting realization too the hobbits were now wholly in the hands of Gollum. right like they did you know they were entering and they're realizing our fate's in his hands he could be leading us to a trap mm-hmm. you know and we wouldn't know it where we're at his mercy kind of yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Well, and actually, something else just to back up real quickly here. You talked about the map of the Dead Marshes here. You had a, a um, kind of a way in which, remember at one point they talked about going straight across and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, man, how did they, look, I'm looking at that map like, gosh, did they double back? How does he get them, you know, the ones that you have in here? I know they were circling, yeah. circling, right? They're, they're uh, making their way across the marshes there. Because, you know, at one point... Uh, Smeagol does kind of say like we can go straight up to the gate, and that's where he, that's where he's yeah leading them because they're talking about they, going yeah, just I think they were talking about taking that northern like going north and then east yeah and then going in the da- you could you can access the the dagger lad that's because they mentioned yeah, that. yeah yeah and that but you know he was saying I think he goes on to say it's a highway where your enemy is orcs go back and forth all right. the time you'd right. be caught like that right so really the only way to go is through the the dead marshes yeah. Well, and then, so, the, the idea, the, the way in which he takes them um, at the end of this chapter, too, like, he gets this idea right at the very end mm-hmm. to kind of shift course and take them the long way, trust Smeagol, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, okay. I just saw your map there, and I was trying to make sense of it. Oh, what do you mean, the bottom one? Yeah. The bottom one is just how there's, yeah, it's, it, it needs an explanation, but I didn't realize, too, that there are As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like layers. Uh-huh. There are different, like, atmospheres even within the the marshes, which I never caught before. Like, you know, okay. you, in the movie, it's they're the dead marshes. They're the yeah, same everywhere. Yeah. But, like, here, it's like you go in and it's it's okay it's tough to navigate but it's doable then it gets a little tougher and it's like thin strands where you know you really gotta be watching where Gollum's putting mm-hmm, his footsteps mm-hmm. then you get into that black dark midnight area yeah where it's pitch black and you've got the, the faces in the water and all that stuff and then you come out and it's it's just interesting how there's different 
I always thought of him as pretty homogeneous, you know, straight across the board. It's all the same. Well, yeah, that's but what it's not that way. It's it's is that why there's different this areas break in the in the structure? So you you see like uh, where he starts to talk about on either side and in front of the of the wide fin. Like at some point, doesn't it describe a, a more like like a different darker? Like things are getting worse, I guess is the way I was trying. Yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, and we kind of we pass through it too. We we see it as we journey through. Okay. You know what I mean? It's uh, the environment definitely changes. Well, because it just I mean, like the paragraph I'm looking at here, it says on either side, you know, um, let me move on out here. Mist curled yeah, and saying, yeah. smoked from dark, yeah. you know, noisome pools. The reek of them hung, stif- uh, you know, st- stifling in the air. Far away now, almost due south, the mountain walls of Mordor loomed like a black bar. Um, of rugged clouds floating above a dangerous fog-bound sea. Yeah, it just seems to me like even even from that description, when you go through it, it's much different. Gotcha. It's like it's there are these different sub... I don't know. There are like different sub-areas of the marshes that are... Okay. Yeah. Like bad neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so Frodo asked a question, though. So as they're, they're on their way uh, here, and they're fully in his hands, right? Uh... On that stony plain, there was no cover. Across it ran the highways of the orcs. Oh, this is... Let me back up. That is actually the part where I was trying to talk about here. Let me read all this. Sorry, guys. Uh, they did not... They did now know and could not guess in the in the misty light uh, that they were, in fact, only just within uh, the northern borders of the marshes, uh, the main expanse of which lay south of them. They could, if they had known the lands, with some delay have retraced their steps a little, and then, turning east, have come around over hard roads to the bare plain of uh, Dagolat, the field of the ancient battle before the gates of Mordor. Not that there was great hope in such a course. On that stony plain there was no cover, and across it ran the highways of the orcs and the soldiers of the enemy. So this is what I was trying to understand with the map, is like, is... Do they go that way? I mean, that's... No. So they don't go that They don't way. go that way. That's... The Dagger Lad's right there. Yeah, I, yeah. I see it. But I... They don't... Yeah, they don't go that way. That would be a more direct path. That's the more direct path that they could have taken straight across over. Yeah. Yeah. But there's orcs going back. It's, it's a highway. And, you know, there's, there's more activity there, is uh-huh. what I'm trying to say. They'd but, be spotted more easily. Okay, okay. So, okay, I, I guess... When I'm looking at this, I need to pull up an actual their actual path because I got confused by the line that's on the bottom. Well, you don't know their actual path. Okay. I mean, it, there's no map that because they're they're going in and out and back and forth and all over the place. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. that like at one point because you know they they decide to later on almost like how do they get from where they were down to where you know what I'm saying? It's Gollum. I have no idea. I have no idea. He okay. knows. Okay. Okay. Only okay. he knows the secret. You know ways what through the. the heck? Right? right? I mean, right. that's the whole deal. Smiggle. That's why no one goes through the marshes. Smiggle, you're, 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 you're killing me here, man. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I need to know where we're at. I mean, yeah. at one point, I think it says that even he's kind of like sweating and not totally remembering, but he's just trusting his old senses huh. to get him through. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Because I looked at that as like, why couldn't they just, you know, they could have gone straight over and around and north yeah. of the dead marshes, right? Yeah, they uh, could But have. that's too much of the enemy. That's where the enemy's, you know. Right. Be like suicide, uh, marshalling, and, yeah, yeah, running their forces. Here we are. So. Gotcha. Especially when we, when we find out that there are you know, wraiths on wings flying around too. Mm-hmm. Then there's no. I mean, I don't think there's any cover. Doesn't he say it's kind of like a desert, pretty much? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bare plain land. So there's no, 
no real place to hide even on the dagger lad. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, Frodo asks, you know, how do we shape our course now, Smeagol? Must we cross these evil-smelling fens? Uh, no need, no need at all, said Gollum. Not if hobbits want to reach the Dark Mountains uh, and go to see him very quick. So he's giving them that quick option straight yeah. across, right? Uh, you know, back a little and around a little. His skinny arms waved north and east. Well, there you go. Okay, so north and just east over. Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting it. All right. And uh, you can come on uh, hard, cold roads to the very gates of his country. All right. And they start to talk about the eye a little bit and how it watches uh, that way all the time. It caught Smeagol there long ago. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, but Smeagol has used his eyes since then. Yes, yes. I've used eyes and feet and nose since then. I know other ways. More difficult, not so quick, but better. If we don't want him to see, follow Smeagol. And so he said he can take you through the marshes, but boom, through the mist. Um, <laughs> which no one's, you know, no one's going that way, right? So, right, yeah, no. Uh, I, I almost imagine if they're flying over that too, they're not really looking at it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't seem like us, you know. Right. So anyways, all right. Uh, it was already day, uh, a windless and sullen morning, and the marshes reek lay in heavy banks. No sun pierced the low-clouded uh, sky, and Gollum seemed anxious to continue the journey at once. So after a brief rest, they set out again and were soon lost in the shadowy, silent world, cut off from all view of the lands about, either the hills uh, that they had left or the mountains that they sought. They went slowly in single file, Gollum, Sam, and Frodo. Kind of reminds you of like uh, the Barrow Downs, too, with all that fog. Yeah. Where they couldn't see anything. It was all just like right. very uh, claustrophobic again. Right, right, right. And this is where, w- when they're in single file, too, we see San- uh, Frodo start to fall behind, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. This is where he's that, uh, that weight yep. we had talked about is yep. really growing on him. That's so right. uh, I think we can move through. And even that they went, there's a special point there, even that they went slow, he still lagged behind. They weren't, go- they weren't moving quick, mm-hmm. and he was still sort of, yeah. I don't want to skip too far ahead, but I feel like we could here for this a little yep. bit. Uh, it was dreary and wearisome just talking about the, the environment. Cold, clammy winter still held sway in the forsaken country. The only green was the scum of livid weed on the dark, greasy surfaces of the sullen waters. <laughs> Man, you can just really visualize it. Mm-hmm. Dead grasses and rotting reeds loomed up in the mist like ragged shadows of long-forgotten summers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. A lot like Gollum. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. You know? Um as the day wore on, the light increased a little, and you can, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'll just keep reading it for a little bit because this is a good description. Um, and the mist lifted, growing thinner and more transparent. Far above the rot and vapors of the world, the sun was riding high and golden now in a serene country with floors of dazzling foam, but only a passing ghost of her uh, could they see below. Bleared, pale, giving no color and mm. no warmth. Also yeah. referring to the sun as a hurricane. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, you know, they got nothing. They got nothing. Right. Not a bird, said Sam mournfully. No, no birds, said Gollum. Nice birds. Licked his teeth. <laughs> no birds here. No birds, he ended sadly. Sam looked at him with distaste. I just love, every time Tolkien just like points it out, I love it. Like Sam can cannot see him, stand. Yeah, just. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Gross. He's talking about snakesies and wormsies and That's right. things in these pools. I mean, that is just not a place I want to be. I hate, I'm snakes. I'm out. Yep. I'm out, man. 
so past the third day of their journey, and uh, you know, still making their way through. This has got to be miserable. You know, yeah. uh, bugs, flies. They don't actually describe yeah. like uh, a lot of that. But remember when they were? Where were they when there was all sorts? Of, oh, when they were with Aragorn, and they're moving through the Midgewater Marshes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is where they kind of path. This is what I was kind of trying to show on that that smaller map as was uh-huh. the the like the levels of darkness. Gotcha. Um, they had come to the very midst of the dead marshes, and it was dark. And as far when, when like when I'm reading this, uh, before the shadows of evening were long in after days, I don't think this is night. I think this is just the the marshes themselves. If I'm wrong, someone correct me. Um, and it was dark. They walked slowly, stooping, keeping close in line, following attentively every move that Gollum made. The fens grew more wet, opening into wide, stagnant mares um, or lakes, among which it grew more and more difficult to find the firmer places where feet could tread without sinking into gurgling mud. So, we're, you know, you think a marsh, you think it's all the same. It's changing. It's far less stable, more water, less land, and less stable ground. Mm-hmm. The travelers were light, or maybe none of them would have found a way through. So there you go. If you're a larger person, there might not be a way through. Presently, it grew altogether dark. The air itself seemed black and heavy to breathe. When lights appeared, Sam rubbed his eyes. Yeah. He thought his head was going queer. So it's like they're entering another level of, of, like, I don't know. Uh, he first saw one on the corner of his left eye, a wisp of pale sheen that faded away. But others appeared soon after, some like dimly shining smoke, some like misty flames flickering slowly above unseen candles. Here and there they twisted like ghostly sheets, unfurled by hidden hands, but neither of his companions spoke a word. Mm -hmm. So this is where they see the lights, and Gollum talks about them being tricksy lights, candles of corpses. Don't follow them. Don't follow them. Don't follow the light, man. Don't follow them. I mean, that's this crazy. Is, yeah. And this is where Sam has a little scary moment. He looks back and can't see Frodo. Yeah. And actually, it's it's Smeagol who actually says, where is the master? Yeah. So he's the first one who kind of yeah, says, like, what? Isn't it? You know, he's. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah, that's right? true. He's lingering back there and you're like, oh, okay. Um, and Sam finds him by bumping into him. He's going back for it's him. It's dark when he looks back there. You're right. Him. There is a different level of yeah. darkness, which yeah. is why the lights are there. It's almost like a reverse hurricane. You know what I mean? Like you go in and the, the eye is black and it's all this this dark. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, and I tried looking for a good map and there are no no real good maps out there that would kind of give more detail to the marshes. It's all just there are the marshes. Boom. Um, so Sam find, finds him uh, and is like he's got his like arms by his side, uh, water and slime dripping from them. That's kind of interesting, wow. too. Did yeah. he go in the water? Was he pulled in? What happened there? What we don't really know. Come, Mr. Frodo, said Sam. Don't look at them. Gollum says we mustn't. Let's keep up with him and get out of this cursed place as quick as we can, if we can. All right, said Frodo, as if returning out of a dream. I'm coming. Go on. So, um, well, this is where Sam starts talking about uh, the dead faces in the water. Yeah, and I was asking, like, you know, what, <laughs> who is he seeing, right, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what faces would that? What do we? What El- he be seeing? Men and elves and orcs beside them, um, and then we pretty much go on to learn. And Gollum tells us how he doesn't tell us directly, but this was the battle of the last alliance between men and elves. Yeah. In the year thirty four, thirty four, that resulted in the end of the second age, right, where the ring was cut from Sauron's hand, and this is these are the bodies that are 
you know, or the souls, I guess, I don't know, that were trapped and dead there. So all these different, you know, foe and enemy side by side in this, in this uh, pool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and what's neat, too, is uh, we have some of our Discord listeners, you know, so Sherriston was on here. Um, wonderful, you know, elf mm-hmm. maiden that she mm-hmm. is. Galadriel herself. Uh, yeah, knows all about this elf history, which is fantastic, and brought up... Um, uh, Legolas' father, I can never say his name, Thr- uh, Thranduil, thank yep. you, uh, and his father, and, and uh, you know, losing his life, you know, here, and all that kind of cool stuff, so I was just, spent about a good five, ten minutes here on, on the gateway, kind of looking up some of that uh, really, really cool stuff, yeah. so uh, thank you for that, Sherston. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Still got a few people hanging in there with us as we, you know. Pretty amazing. As we press on here. So, so Sam's questioning whether the dead can really be there. Is there some devilry, devilry hatched in the dark land? Uh, and Smeagol says, who knows? You cannot reach them. You cannot touch them. We tried once. Yes, precious. I tried once. But you cannot reach them. Only shapes to see, perhaps not to touch. No, precious. All dead. Sam looked darkly at him and shuddered again, thinking that he, thinking that he guessed why Smeagol had tried to touch them. <laughs> Uh, why I didn't want, why I don't want to see them, he said. Never again. Can we get away from this land? So this is where Gollum says, "Yep, yep. Just don't look at the lights. Let's let's move on." And they start to move their way out of this area, um, and around that those big bigger lakes. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. So Sam really almost gets, uh, you know, he, Sam and Frodo are str- you know struggling here. I mean, why were the, why were Frodo's hands wet? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what was he doing? It's too dark, man. <laughs> It's too dark. What are you doing, Frodo? I'm out on this. You know, if I can't see the hand in front of my face and, you know, I, you know a couple steps, I lose people around me. So that makes me wonder, like, was he, did he follow a light or did something pull him in or did, did he just sneeze? Know. Dude, you know something grabbed him. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Those lights draw you in. Yeah, they do. They don't let you go. You know what I mean? So. I guess visually grabbed him, maybe. Kind of like a. And he got wet. Ah, never mind. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> never mind. Things I should and shouldn't say. You guys take your yep. best, take your best guess on that. Yep, for sure. All right, so let's move on. Uh, where where to next here? So, Gollum looked up. Uh, the dark water was before him. He was crawling on the ground this way and that, doubtful of the way. Yes, they're all around us. He whispered, "The Trixie lights." Right. So he's telling me. Still, mm-hmm. he's trying to figure out um, what to do. We talked about Frodo. What was happening there? So let's move on. Yes, yes, said Gollum. All dead, all rotten, elves and men, orcs, the dead marshes. Uh, great battle years ago, right? Okay. Uh, so let's see. so we've, we've come out of that, and we're uh, looking for a path around the lake. Um, and this is where... Uh, so is he going to is, the right? Is that where he's going around to the right, seeking a path? Yep. yep. Okay. Three precious little golems in a row. We shall be. Uh, if this goes on much longer, <laughs> thought Sam. <laughs> So they're, you know, they're kind of starting to even have to have to move like him to get through this. Is yeah, what yeah, I yeah. kind of took away from that, which is interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so yeah. So um, now on we go. He said, "Nice hobbits, brave hobbits." Right. Uh, yeah. They went on again, but uh, his uneasiness grew, and every now and again he stood up to his full height, craning his neck eastward and southward. For some time, the hobbits could not hear or feel what was troubling him. They suddenly all three halted, stiffened, and listened. To Frodo and Sam, it seemed uh, that they heard far away a long, wailing cry, high and thin and cruel. Uh, they shivered. At the same moment, yeah. the stirring of the air became uh, perceptible to them. 
and yeah. it grew very cold. Yeah. So is that them hearing? Um, yeah. You know, the unspoken. Yep. You know, wraiths on wings. Great. Fantastic. So, and Gollum's upset by that. You know, he knows what that. Uh, and Gollum doesn't forget the sniffing man. Smells him out, right? Yeah, he does that. Sure, yeah. He does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he does so he's. Uh, do they take cover here? What is he? What does he say here? He's not flying over over top. They're not covering right over top of him, right? Um, they roused him with difficulty for some time. He had not lifted his face, so he's taking cover. He knelt forward on his elbows, yeah, right, covering yeah. the back of his head with his uh, large, flat hands, and he's wailing, you know, uh, super upset. So, yeah. Uh, it was not until the moon had sunk westward far beyond Tall Brandier uh, that he would get up and make a move. So they have to hunker down here for a little bit and, yeah. and really... Uh, this this really shakes him. Which again, you know, your PTSD, whatever you want to call it. I mean, he's had some uh, encounters with these things that yep. really shake him more so than the hobbits. Yep. Oh right? yeah. I mean, they're yeah. not. They're kind of like, okay, let's go. Come on, we're gonna get out of here. Yep. So. So uh, from that time on, uh, Sam thought he sensed a change in Gollum again. He was more fawning and would be friendly, but Sam surprised, uh, Sirma. Mm, surprise, some strange looks in his eyes at times, especially towards Frodo. So he's keeping a good eye on him and, and noticing a, a change here and there, right? So yeah, he said nothing indeed and hardly spoke at all and did not complain, but he walked like one who carried a load, the weight of which uh, is ever increasing, and dragged along slower and slower so that Sam often began uh, to beg Gollum to wait, not to leave their master behind. Yeah. Did you already talk about this? I had mentioned it, but we we hadn't gotten to this part yet. Okay. Yeah, cool. no, I just kind of yeah brought Sometimes it up. Sometimes we jump had, way ahead, and I think the, the, these are some really important, probably the two two or three of the most important paragraphs in this chapter. You know what I mean? Where it just kind of describes, um, like you said, how Frodo is beginning to feel said says nothing, like he's not talking anymore regularly. Uh, he hardly spoke at all, and he did not complain, but he walked like one who carries a load. Did you just read that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in fact, every step towards the gates of Mordor, Frodo felt the ring on its chain about his neck grow more burdensome. He was now beginning to feel it as an actual dragging weight, uh, bringing him earthwards. But far more, he was troubled by the eye, so he called it to himself. It was um, it was that more than the, the drag of the ring that made him cower and stoop as he walked. The eye, that horrible growing sense of hostile will that strove with great power to pierce all shadows of cloud and earth and flesh and to see you to pin you under its deadly gaze naked immovable so thin so frail and thin the vein the veils were um sorry the veils were become that still warded it off frodo knew just where the present habitation and heart of that will now was as certainly as a man can tell the direction of the sun with his eyes shut he was facing it and its potency beat upon his brow I mean, dude, full description of our enemy, of yep. his interactions with Frodo, and of what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Close your eyes and, and, and on a sunny day, and you know where the sun is. That's how Frodo is feeling. Like, it, that's a very thin, it's an eyelid. Yep. It's an eyelid away from, from being discovered and, and, and having that, that light in your eyes. And that's what he's feeling. Like that eye is looking at him, and there's almost nothing warding it off anymore. Yeah. 
It's a different type of power, isn't it, too? Because, you know, yeah. I remember I think back to, to, to where, you know. Spiritual and mental, man. Yeah, yeah, where the eye almost, you know, saw him. And yep. You have great powers kind of, you know, fighting with the eye yeah. uh, of Sauron to keep it off of Frodo. Yep. You know, Gandalf kind of talk, hints at some of that. So, uh, and, and he's not thinking about his friends. He's not thinking about the fellowship. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just this is constantly on him because he, he it's like he's taking all of his power to fight this off. Sure, sure. So Sam gets a little wise and actually finally puts, you know, Frodo in front of him yep. to keep a better eye on him and to keep, you know, pushing him forward and you know, goes at his pace. Yeah, uh, which which is smart, you know, because he's stumbling. He's trying to support him, and uh, they got to watch every step. You know, they're following, you know, Gollum here and, and yeah. uh, treacherous. Yeah. So uh, when uh, day came at last, the hobbits were surprised to see how much closer the ominous mountains had already drawn. So they're kind of passing out of this heart of of the darkness and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, while the gray light lasted, they cowered under the black stone like worms, shrinking least the winged terror should pass and spy them with its cruel eyes. Uh, so, yeah, taking taking cover, um, you know, dipping and dodging, you know, the DC dip and twirl, it's all going down here. Word, word. Yeah. Uh, two more nights, they struggled on through the weary, pathless land. Uh, the air, uh, as it seemed to them, grew harsh and filled with bitter reek. So, again, that's just yeah, No improvement there. You can taste the smell. And it pouched, it parched their mouths too. So like even an additional, like dryness and, I mean they they've got to take care of their water supply now too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it, this just gets worse and worse, right? So it does. Uh, before them, dark in the dawn, the great uh, mountains reached up to the roof, roofs of smoke and cloud. Uh, you get the broken foothills there under underneath all of that. Frodo looked around in horror, dreadful as the dead marshes had been. Uh, and, and the arid moors of the uh, no man lands, uh, more loathsome far uh, was the country that was crawling day, uh, crawling day now slowly, unveiled to its shrinking eyes. Sorry, I can't read right now. Uh, it's a lot see. of words. So it's the, the, they're just words, as you just you know, <laughs> got to read them. But but they're coming to this this barren land, this this desolate sort of like you know the way it's it's described is it's just uh, it's harsh. Yeah. Very harsh, leading into Desolate. that that mountain range yeah. uh, around Mordor. So so that's that's uh, upsetting, and there's not a lot of cover. There's not much they can do there, right? Yeah. So for a while they stood there like men on the edge of sleep, where nightmare lurks, holding it off, though they know um, that they can only come to mourning yeah. the shadows. Yeah, We're talking about the sunlight tough. even being reluctant. Sure. You know? um, and talking about Mordor being the lasting monument to the dark labor of its slaves that should endure when all their purposes were made void, a land defiled, disease beyond all healing, unless the great sea should enter in and wash it with oblivion. I feel sick, said Sam. Frodo did not speak. So just like opposite of the Shire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, everything's dead. Everything's been. But it's, it's very clear that it, like this land wasn't wasn't isn't naturally this way it's been made this way it's been poisoned it's been Mm -hmm. destroyed it's been corrupted and like it says you know beyond all healing right remember how earlier they were talking about how the water was good and clean and they start to kind of struggle here with like in the gully yeah with 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 water right yeah uh they're only taking a few drops at a time man because there's there's none in sight it's nuts yeah 
That's crazy. It's, um, it's interesting too here because. Oh, okay. So it even says walking among clouds and long flags of smoke, but even the sunlight was defiled. The hobbits had no welcome for that light. Unfriendly, it seemed, revealing them in their helplessness. Little squeaking ghosts and that wandered among the ash heaps of the Dark Lord. So Tolkien is literally taking anything and everything that previously gave us comfort. He's taking that away. Right. Even, even the it. sunlight. <laughs> they don't want it anymore. Right. Even the sunlight is defiled and has like a, um, you know, the implication of being caught mm-hmm. uh, and being turned over. And, uh, you know, there have been times before where they've been in rough spots, but, the, you know, they, there's been something. To, there's at least like a shade of green over there. Or, you know, at least there's grass to be found. Or now there's there's nothing, man. Mm-hmm. Nothing to give a hobbit comfort. And it it's just so dark so fast. Yeah. So fast. Right, right, right. Yeah. So this is where things, you know, kind of, I imagine them. Come to a head. Well, yeah. well, yeah. And Sam, the way he's walking, too, it talks about him being between sleep and sleep and waking. Uh, eventually, at some point, they don't even tell us how they really set down or lay down or whatever. They just, Sam just wakes up, yep. you know, later on. And, and uh, they've been resting, and, and he's laying by Frodo. Frodo's out. And uh, he thought that, that, you know, Smeagol was, you know, trying to get after Frodo a little bit. He's kind of startled. But really, he hears Smeagol, overhears a conversation between Smeagol and Gollum. Yep. And uh, th- this is this is actually goes down a lot like uh, mm-hmm. what happens in the film, in except the for the Baggins bit that they kind of toss in here where, you know, he's still a Baggins, you know, talking about Frodo right. and, and how, you know, a Baggins is the one who stole it, who stole the precious. Right, right. You know, he found it and he said nothing, nothing we hate Bagginses, yeah. which is just crazy to think about. He didn't say anything about it, did he? He found it. I mean, how does he know mm-hmm. it's, how does he know it's Gollum's? Right. Right. You know, but he does. My favorite line is here is, um, it's a burglar. Yeah. <laughs> He sees, he knows, he heard us uh, make silly promises against his orders. Yes, must take it. The wraiths are searching. Must take it. Not for him. No, sweet one. See, my precious. If he was it, then he can. Then we can escape. Even from him, eh? Perhaps we grows very strong, stronger than wraiths. Lord Smeagol, Gollum the Great, <laughs> the Gollum. Eat fish every day, three times a day, fresh from the sea. Most precious Gollum. Must have it. We wants it. We wants it. We wants it. Spoken three times. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's this back and forth about why why he should take it, why he shouldn't, the risks yeah, 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 and the yeah. rewards. And I um, mean, to be Lord Gollum or to Gollum yeah. the Great would be awesome. I mean, that's and that's the that's the temptation. Is I mean, that was the same thing that was getting at, at uh, Saruman. Sure, sure. Was to be to be the ruler. That's that's what. Uh, and it's so interesting that that's how the power works because that's what Sauron made himself. He made himself a, a, you know, a one supreme ruler, and that's how it works through the hearts of those that, you know, that's his will, yeah. I guess, imposing on others. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the the line that I when I started the chapter off with that well that I was thinking about that I kept seeing this theme here was it says a pale light mm-hmm. uh, and a green light altered in his eyes as he spoke. Yeah. And so, as you watch, you know, go back and forth between uh, the two the two personalities, you get that pale light, which is kind of good. Um, Smeagol, and go back yeah. and look at the animated. You'll you'll really see the pale light in his eyes, and then you'll see they switch to green. Huh. And it's really interesting uh, that they do that in the animated. Is it funny because neither of those things really seem like vibrant, bright, alive things? Right. 
pale is a shadow and green is kind of like decaying and dead. And well, I, I think they're kind of close to the middle, right? They're, they're those things. Yeah. It's like it's not full bright. It's not like you're going full good, full bad. You know, it's sort of like this in between, weird, grayish yeah. type of. And it seems to me it almost kind of seems to like uh, suggest that he, he'll never return. Maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Sure, his sure. good side is pale. <laughs> like it's it's not yeah, yeah, bright. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's sad. He's just so sad, dude. And I hear him talking to himself like this, and yeah, you know, you read this, you're like, oh my gosh, right. And, and so some of the convincing bit is that, that you know he says there's two of them, and uh, you know doesn't want to wake them. You know, Sam suspects yeah. him, all that good stuff. Uh, same type of thing we see. In the film. So uh, Sam had lain still, fascinated by this debate, but watching every move that Gollum made from under his half-closed eyelids. So that's where I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam watching him and, you know, Sam pretending to be asleep, uh, yeah. you know, clear back. To and just amazed at first, right? Yeah. He's like, wow, fascinated by this conversation. Right. And he kind of plays dumb, right? He he wakes up and like, what's the time? Right. And actually, yeah. I, I missed a part here, too. So Sam was wondering who she is. Right. Oh, he, that's right. Yeah, he brings yeah, up she. She might help. Yes, right. She might. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, not that way. Well, it's Meagle. Yes, we <sighs> want it. We want it. And so he's wondering who is that he's talking about. So this yeah. this thought comes to him late, and he kind of dismisses it. Right. Just as you know, it's just one of his nasty friends. He's probably picked up along the way. And, right. and, and why why would he expect anything? I mean, or suspect anything? I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, he he wouldn't know. Like, how could you guess that fate unless you knew no, no. knew that area? Uh-uh. Nope. You know. Nope. Later on, they get some tips about sure. staying away from that area, but they're from you know, it's from Faramir and his boys who sure. who, who know that area really well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, and that just sort of leads more and more into the like this is the way in if it's a it's a secret way. But do you trust Gollum? Who do you trust? You know, who, right. Frodo know. and Sam get kind of divided, and I know. You know. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, strangely enough, Frodo felt refreshed. He had been uh, yeah. dreaming. Yeah. Uh, the dark shadow had passed, and a fair vision had visited him yeah. uh, in this land of disease. And I thought that was kind of a cool line, and just that like we can be in dark, deep, you know, dark places, and and to have something, a thought or a memory or a vision hit you and uh, rejuvenate you, kind of cool. You think he think felt about. like he was almost done too? Like he was almost over. Maybe like he, like he could almost you know when you well who knows what he was dreaming about too right you know? and so. and like you could almost see the end in sight kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just think it's it's crazy because he was um, he had he had such good sleep and what was going on above him when he was sleeping mm-hmm. like that's crazy. It's crazy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but but he wow. does try to get now. This is where he kind of forces Gollum, you know, into like taking them to the gate. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. And he warns them, they're going to see you. You know, the closer yep. we get, you know, they will see. Yep. Um, and that's not that's not good. That's, that's turning over the precious to him. And that's just mm-hmm. not something that Gollum was interested in. But he's still bound to his promise. And, and actually, I think Frodo has to pull out his sword here, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Does he pull out Sting? Uh, he Coming up, he does. I feel like he does. Point. I feel like we read that in the summary. And I, I just don't know. I can't find it here in front of me. But uh, anyways, it says... Um, so about an hour after midnight, the fear fell on uh, them a third time, but now seemed more remote, as if it were passing far above the clouds, rushing with terrified speed into the west. Hmm. Gollum, however, was helpless with terror and was convinced that they were being hunted, that their approach was known. Three times, he whimpered. Three times is a threat. They feel us here. 
They feel the precious. The precious is their master. We cannot go any further this way. No, it's no use, no use. So he's actually, you know, really trying to, I mean, yeah, I, three, it's a bad sign. Mm -hmm. Okay. Three is company. That's a good thing. But now three is definitely yeah. not a good thing. So it could be a, a source of strength or a, an ill omen, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 So uh, Frodo had commanded him angrily, laid a hand on his sword hilt. There and then go. that's eventually where Gollum kind of, you know, comes back like a beaten dog. Uh, they stumble on through the weary end of the night and until coming um, of, the, of another day of fear, they walked in silence with bowed heads, seeing nothing and hearing nothing, but the wind hissed in their ears. Depressing. Wild. Depressing, dude. Uh, you got any cool connections or anything to draw from? Yeah, you want to hear my cool connection? Yeah. <coughs> I've been here. Dead Martians. I've been there. Here and there. They're the same. Yeah. So. And they weren't, you know, good memories that I have. No. I have no cool connections. All right. So. <laughs> I, have you ever been in a marsh, though? No, I've been in a marsh. I've been in a lagoon. I don't know if I've been in a marsh. Huh. Mm, probably I, not. I'd say probably not. Yeah, I don't. You know, I think I'd remember it probably, wouldn't I? I think you would. Yeah, I don't think I have it in a marsh. I'd yeah. like to go to one. Okay, let's go check it out. I don't know, man. Water and places where my feet can get stuck and be a wild ride. Let's see if we can make it through. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, I just thought it was cool, like that that uh, the number three motif again. We've had the three hunters. Now we have the three. What would you call them? Gollum, Smeagol, and and Frodo. The three the walkers. Three, yeah, half. You know, shorties. Three shouties. Uh, <laughs> three walkers. Uh, and how it can be a source of uh, like power and strength, but how it can also be a, a bad omen. Uh, you got the hissing lights. You got Gollum with his hissing breathing. We've seen in the the hissing of the wind. Come on, come on. I think it's also really interesting too how Andy Circus talked about when he when he uh, created the, his interpretation of Gollum that like he was inspired by his cats, mm -hmm. like the noises and some of the um, really. Yeah, some of the traits and everything, but it's just so funny because Tolkien refers to him being so dog-like. Yeah, and I wonder yeah. if that's not just more in his demeanor than it is like his... Like, maybe physically he was more like a cat and moved around like a cat. Well, and demeanor-wise, he was like a puppy. You know what I mean? His facial you know, expressions, I kind of feel like, you yeah. know, he does that twisted, like, you know, irritated, yeah. like, no. Like, almost like sassy cat type of, like... Yeah, yeah. But I, I, and I, I wonder if, like, can... can uh, being dog-like, is that more easy to um, interpret as a personality than, or just as easy as it is physically? I wonder. Yeah. So, um, that's all I got. Okay. That's all I got. Well, guys, I mean, yeah, some some cool connections there. Uh, we are we're dead. I mean, yeah, dead marshes. marshes. This worked out. We actually decided to record this chapter super late so we would be. You know, dead tired. Susie told us not to say that. Um, so you guys wouldn't, like, get all... Sorry, Susie. Are you hissing like like, like the wind? Uh, you want to get into Bywater Post? Let's get into Bywater Post. I'm going to pull up this... Uh, I thought you were going to pull an audible on me and say, you know what, guys? You know, I know that we said in the table of contents we were going to do this thing, but 
Red we're 80. switching up here. No, we're gonna go for it. Um, so we right. we're just gonna kind of randomly go through and read some of these uh, some of these cool memories from well, our you know year one of the book club. So Ezra, you want to take one? Yeah, I'll pick one out there, buddy. Absolutely. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, me talking about the memories of my mom and talking. Wow. Yeah. Oh gosh, and that was from um, I am t- Nicole Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank don't forget you. the sniffing. Nicole. Don't forget that for sure. Yeah, those were those were. I forgot how much we we talked about. Uh, you know our mm-hmm. own stories and our, our personal connection. Mm-hmm. You know at the at the start of uh, this journey, and I think yeah, that's one of those things that it it sure it sure helped to kind of. Um, I was hoping, anyways, it would be a gateway for other people to kind of uh, feel open and yeah, share uh, their stories, able to talk about yeah, absolutely hardships in their life. So uh, let me read another one here. Yeah, Ephraim. Take a couple. Yeah. So got to say, it was the first shout out y'all gave me personally. Uh, it really made me feel like I was a part of the real book club. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for the memories. That's so, right, Ephraim. Yeah, I feel like that's that's from the get go. Again, like we we wanted everyone to feel, you know, included and yeah. and. Uh, we want you to hear your names. We want you to, you know, hear your comments being read. Again, we've got folks on Discord listening right now. It's just making my heart happy. So, yeah. you know, it's awesome. Um, Oxman, right? The singing of Tom Pompadil, you guys. Uh, the song now, it's, it's, it's stuck in my head forever. So Tom Bombadil, Tom Bombadil. Okay. Crazy, man. Some of these I had totally forgotten about, too. Yeah. Um, Maddox McBride. Uh, great, great upper. Love them. Love it all. Uh, makes my commute uh, a short one. It's the personal stories I love most. Me too, Maddox. Maddox is also a rugby player. Nice. Um, Nanya business. Hmm. My favorite memory would be laughing out loud at work when you guys were attacked by bats and Lane was forced to prove his quality. Wow. <laughs> Oh, Samantha funny. says it's hard to pick one thing. I'd have to say the Tammy Lane episode because it was so cool hearing all um, that insider info and hearing you guys fanboy hard. We really did, didn't we? We really did. No, uh, no apologies there for sure. Um, let's see here. AJ Barnett um, singing the Bilbo Baggins song. Oh, cool. Yeah. Bilbo. Bilbo oh, Baggins. Yeah, I bet you tried to I wipe that away. I forgot about that. Uh, Jenny Smith said, my favorite memory is hearing you guys talk about the farmer maggots in your life. That's when I knew this podcast was something special. Wow. 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 Uh, Nat Estrada said, my fave was episode one when Ez and Lane introduced their uh, first episode. They talked about themselves and their own Tolkien stories. It instantly made me feel at home. I knew I found the right place. They talked about why they loved Lord of the Rings, their families, their beliefs, and their passion for this podcast. That still sticks with me. Man, Nat, you are all over the group, by the way, and you're yeah, someone who Nat's tearing it up. I mean, absolutely love hearing from. So, uh, Rebecca, so I'm new. I'm a new listener, so I'm not too far in yet. But my favorite moment so far has been the first episode. It was so welcoming and it made me so excited to go back into Tolkien with people who love it as much as I do. That's awesome. Good. Hashtag Frodo lives forever <laughs> uh matt was talking about you know with just the idea that uh tammy lane that that episode uh because it was, it was incredible to hear her the behind the scenes stories um rowan uh said uh tough choice maybe the first episode the sniffing appeared 
<laughs> wow. Oh yeah, yeah. That was. I'll we'll never forget it. That was early on. Uh, the moment you realized you guys were teachers too. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, the moment I realized you guys were teachers too. I was like, <laughs> we did like that happened. Like I, I. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, is oh, I can't even. Arms. Drug guy. I can't say that username. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just a terrible person. Singing the Baggins song. Yeah, which we you you just mentioned. Uh, yeah, I get to read this one. So, uh, Sherston said, Glorfindel, uh, and the strawberries with cream. When you both talked about, uh, you know, what kind of a star you would be. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. I remember that. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. I gotta go back and don't forget the sniffing. So. so anyway, a lot of cool stuff. Go check that out. Um, we did have a, a winner, Joel won the won the book he was the random uh, yeah. random winner so we're gonna also throw a picture in there and um, send it his way uh, so thank you guys all of you for your responses that's something that if, if we're having a bad day we'll go back and and look at and and um, I don't know just be filled with with uh, good memories yeah so you guys are incredible thank you for sharing that we have a uh, real quick strawberries with cream our sense of smell came into a and in, came into play a little bit again today as we pass through the marshes Maybe the most forgotten aspect of the marshes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've talked about uh, pleasing smells before. Now let's talk about the most festering putrid smells to which you've ever been privy. (laughs) Dude, dude. I'm going to lead off, bro. My farts. Dude. Last night. What? Sarah said said she was going to have to evacuate the house. And a lot of times... Okay, guys, you know, whatever. I, I'm a, I like to fart, okay? I like to pick Come and on, flick, man. and I like to fart. And a lot of times I can, you know, I, I smell my own. I'm like, whatever, bro. I mean, putting it out. Yeah. Putting yeah, it right. out. It's decent. It's decent branding. And yeah. last night, even I was like, good Lord, is there a horse in here? Wow. Is there a dead skunk under the floorboard? Seriously, that bad? I mean, it, it was making me, Sarah was gagging. She really? said, "She said, Lane, I, I don't want you to think that was a joke. I just literally gagged. I was like, wow. So I was smelling it pretty bad, too. Because most, most bad smells don't bother me. I love cow manure. Okay. I love fertilizer. Okay. Um, Why are you calling them bad smells, then? Well, mean, quote, unquote. By you know, standard, come you on, know. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, puke doesn't really bother me that much. It's not a great smell. <laughs> Oh man, you guys have got to see the docs, man. This is just this is, <laughs> oh man, that's so. Uh, you have to sign up on Patreon and, and you have to go look at the docs for oh, strawberries geez. and cream. That's the only spot you need to see. I should just compile all the strawberries <laughs> and cream. Strawberries with cream. Lane writes my response for me, and it's just the most. This is the funniest thing ever. So, what is the worst smell you've ever had, bud? Uh, you know, let me start with a a smell that uh, some folks think is bad. That I actually like and have a fond memory associated hmm. with, which is liver and onions. Some people really hmm. do not like that smell. Uh, I think it smells bad, really? liver and onions, and they think it tastes bad. But uh, that was something my mom and grandma ate, and I remember I, that. I've never th- ever had it. I, no, I've never had it, but I've never had anything associated with the smell of onions smell bad. I love the way onions smell. Yeah, well, the, the liver's pretty have bad. You though. smelled liver and onions? No, I haven't. It's very. I just different. told you that. It's very okay. You said. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, I'm dead. All right. I'm hey, dead. Record that one, guys. I've never heard that before. I'm dead. All right. <laughs> so uh, what is the worst smell? If you like that I smell, it's not the worst know, smell. Oh, man. The wor- okay. The worst one 
you know, okay, you talk about, I think when you smell something and you gag, mm-hmm. that's got to be like up there with, you know, things that are yeah, really. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So what are we getting at? Uh, this is crazy. I can't believe this is the only one that comes to my mind. And it's, it's literally, we were doing some, it was after <laughs> YMCA basketball. I'm in the car with uh, five guys. I'm driving. We're at a, um, where the car's moving. Uh, the windows are up. The AC is on. We're trying to do what we can. And my buddy Evan, you remember Evan McLeod? Yep. I mean, literally, I'm probably going to like have to clip this up and post it on my personal Facebook just to give him <laughs> a shout out. Uh, the worst. I mean, literally just ripped butt like you have never. <laughs> I mean, it was. And I don't, I don't, I don't mean like, like it was that one time. I right. mean, any time he did. Yeah, he was notorious. It was unreal, yeah. you know, so. Or notorious. I don't know. I wish there was something else though that was like really. Different. I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. Okay. Uh oh my gosh, dude. Have you ever had like a black undershirt? Okay. That or like workout gear that sweat gets in mm-hmm. and no matter how much you wash it, it just smells Absolutely. sour. Absolutely. That's my work. That's my least favorite. Because what I have done before is I've worn that to work. Yeah. yeah like yeah. as an undershirt or something. And I've gotten to work and I've started sweating and I'm like, what in the Smells like I haven't showered for three years. <laughs> yeah, it's and bad. I'm like, I know I have, and you know other people can smell it. Oh yeah, and it's oh, like, yeah. and you know flies are starting to land on your shoulder, and you're like, I'm it's, throwing the shirt away when I get home. Yeah. But then you get home, you put it in the wash, you wash it, doesn't get rid of the smell, and then it's up again in the rotation. You put it back on, you wear it again. You're like, what is it? Dang it, I've got the same shirt on. Yeah, yep. It's hard to throw under shirts away, can man. It, you know, they're not cheap. No, no, no. Here's the thing. So on that note, uh, mine was a hoodie, and it was. Okay. Sentimental. Uh, yeah, I love this hoodie. And I don't know, like, it, yeah, it was one that I did work out in for sure. But the one I also, you're wearing right now? No, it's not this one. Okay. Uh, I was, I would wear it, I don't know, I wouldn't wear it to work, to like sweat in a lot. I would just But you were it. sweaty when you were wearing it? Not a lot, though. Here's right, the thing. Right. Apparently, if you wash clothes and you let them sit in the oh, washer. Oh, yeah, it's a bad move, bud. Yeah. And yep. then you throw them in the dryer after they've been sitting in the washer yep. after the spin cycle. Mildew City. You know, here's the thing, guys. The flannel wizard, you know, I, I asked a question on Discord <laughs> earlier. How often does the flannel wizard bathe? Uh, on average, the response was, was it biannu- biannually? I mean, that's so, what I said. That's what you said. I think everybody agreed with you. Wow. Uh, so anyways, I'm, I'm like, I wore this hoodie. I just pulled it out real quick, late to school on a Friday, rolling in there. And uh, thank goodness my my department, my office mate, uh, Karen, I walked by and I was like, Karen? You smell, you smell something? something in here? You smell it, that? Is it me or is it the kids? I mean, typically it's the kids, but what's going on? And she, we, and I smelled my shirt. I took it off. I mean, I took it off, and I was like, I was like, it's definitely this. It's my hoodie. And she went through, I mean, all these different questions, that and she was like, dude. she's like, when did you put it in the dryer? How long was it in the washer? And I was like, yeah. really? It's clean. Yeah, I'm just an yeah. idiot, guys. I had no idea. No, it's it's. I even it's rewashed fault, it. I even rewashed it. And it still smelled bad. It's terrible. I had to throw it out. It gets locked in. It's locked in there, it man. It gets locked in. You have to like... Speak a word of command to get it out. I think you have to scorch it over fire. Wow. I think you do. Would, would smoke get it out? Would smoke replace it? Smoke's pretty penetrative, too. Yeah, I like saying. it. You smoke out the smell? <laughs> did you get rid of it? I could see that happening. Did I you get rid of that, being, that being hoodie? Thing. I did. We should have tried it. Man. We could have tried it. We could have done I'm willing to buy a hoodie just to give it a go. See, I can't really create that sweat on command. Is this turning into appendices? 
Right. Yeah, you're right. Probably is. I was just gonna say I can't create that level of putricity of sweat on command. I can't. Just ask me to get up and do something with the equipment and and stress me out for but two seconds. I think seconds. it's partially the black fabric too. All right. You yeah. want to share the load? As can we share the load? Yeah, let's share the load. All uh, right. Uh, we love you guys. Thank yep. you for you all the uh, you know Bywater Post stories. We're gonna get back with those next Absolutely. week. We have. Uh, a bunch of those. Snowed under. Uh, shout out to the beginning of the show, you know, to all of our, our patrons. We, we yes. do that each week. So if you would like one of those, uh, sign up on any tier there. And we just kind of first come, first serve have been going through those. Unless you're on Discord, then you know the secret. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, head over to patreon.com forward slash up talking Tolkien. Uh, we actually have three um, patron profiles uploaded mm-hmm. there. Uh, one was posted here in January. We'll have one for February, one for March, but they're all edited. They're actually posted and ready to go for like the first. So of each month, which will be nice. We'll have a uh, Gabin with Goldberry next week too. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a couple of those things as well. So, um, we'll see. We, we've got a lot more things to kind of come. We're going to uh, get some recordings down in Texas, uh, which should be yeah. fun. So yeah. look forward to the newsletter. We're changing that up a little bit again. Thanks to uh, Jen Shepard uh, for, for, for being our editor there. She'll be reaching out to some of our patrons. So if you want involved in that, uh, you know, letter to the editor, whatever you want to do. I mean, there's, there's some, some options. Uh, that's, that's going to yeah, I mean, right. That'd be kind of funny. Um, so what, what else is going on? Oh, the Kickstarter guys, if we could get, you know, I mean, seriously, we're talking like your seconds and your third cousins, you know, we're talking the boffers and the, you know, boffins, the baggins, biggins, the big boffins, bulgers, all of them, Bridgers. Man, hit them up because we want to make the, st- the studio absolutely sick. Yeah. And uh, we haven't got the quote yet to really add in the, the stretch goals. Maybe we will have by the time this is posted, True. probably, yeah. probably we'll have. True. And uh, we'll get some of those posted up. So if, you, if you've already contributed, and you just want to go back and check the updates. That'd be cool. We're going to post some pictures, uh, maybe post another video, do some kind of fun stuff there to keep people. Uh, interested and, and keep it on your mind just because the more help we get there uh the the better it's going to be and we can do it faster yeah, sure yeah. we can get it done before uh baby number two shows up and uh yeah, yeah go from there so bunch of stuff i didn't even list it all there's more stuff there uh that we'll be diving into so yeah hit us up there at, at uh, patreon.com forward slash up talking token and yeah also if you want to send us anything right can we still do this uh, sure send it to the shire p.o box 96 amanda ohio Four three one zero two. Boom. Time for some weekly well wishes. Formerly Fortnite farewells. We want to thank you for, uh, you know, getting bogged down with us. <laughs> Dude, I'm done. I'm I'm dead. I'm dead over here. My kids say that all the time. By the way. Uh, but uh, you know, in our next episode, we'll be stopped short as we encounter Chapter Three. The Black Gate is closed. Okay, so if we want to open it up, we're going to have to check in the next chapter. Uh, If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a shadow fax. We'll see you in a Hobbit fortnight, and remember, photo lives. They're never getting that black gate open. It's so shut, it can't be open. They gotta go a different way.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 